Hello and welcome back to I Will Save You From The Future, a podcast about technology and the terrifying future that lays before us. It is hosted by me, Christopher Bingham. And me, Ed Templer. How are you this week, Chris? I'm doing real good. I've been thinking lately, you know, you know Monsanto, the big farming company and stuff. They genetically modify the fruit and vegetables and stuff. Right. Right? They're, like, that's their thing, is okay. they make... They make the fruit and veg, and they like splice the DNA of of different um, of different vegetables and 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 stuff, and like they'll find good strains of things. Wait, and... so you mean like they'll actually like Frankenstein together different strains of or different species of fruit? So we'll have like a, yeah, yeah, a straw nana. Well, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Is like because they the way that's the way it works, right? Yeah. Uh, do you think maybe like in the Monsanto offices, there's just like sometimes when the employees are on their break, they make like weird weird ass illegal food that they're not allowed to sell, like chicken melon. <laughs> well, I would like to make small versions of other fruit or it's make fruit little... out of other fruit. So I would make, you know what a cherry looks like? I would make that, but they'd be little pears. Yeah, just tiny little pears. See, that'd be lovely, wouldn't it? See, that's like, what I want to do with my Frankenstein fruit. Apples the size of peanuts. And then yeah, you get exactly. them in a big bag and you get hundreds of them. I think we might be onto something here. We haven't even started the podcast, There it Chris. is. End of the podcast. There it is. Tiny apples. <laughs> So, um, do you want to just get into it? Let's invent some stuff. Let's, Let's invent some stuff. If you guys want to submit yours, you guys can find it in the Discord, or you can check out Chris on Twitter, which is what, Chris? Oh, you got me with a mouthful of liquid there. Oh. Um, at, <laughs> sorry. At hello, I am being on Twitter. You can tweet at me, or you can use the hashtag IWSYcast. That's Hashtag UCCast. And we're going through some of your suggestions and seeing what we can do with some of those and see if we can find a way of monetizing those for our own gain. Yeah. So, Chris, have you got any to start us off with? Uh, yeah, I got um, a couple here. I'm trying to find a good one to start with. This one tickles me. Um, they don't have a name. Their name on... Okay. Their name on Twitter is American Animals Was The Best Of 2018. Right. Which is okay. a solid start. name. That's not a name. At Rafster2876 on Twitter says, Motorbike, but it's a unicycle. <laughs> I think those exist, don't they? What are those things called that are like, mo they're, they're called uh, hover well, there's wheels? Hov well, there's I've seen knobs riding around on the pavement with them. They're the kind of thing that you see. It looks like a very small suitcase. Oh, God, yeah, it does. You put your feet either side and then it goes, so it kind of exists. Yeah, like a hoverboard, but but with the one big wheel i've i have seen a couple people doing that last time i was in new york i i got somebody zoomed past me on one of those and i did what they're really talking about is like a souped up segway yeah see that's what i want yeah right? with I, like, like a harley kind of design on it and big absolutely. chopper absolutely yeah i want I, that i recently became a biker boy you did you told me about myself this. i recently became a sexy biker boy i bought my first motorbike um, last week Ooh. and i'm loving it and it's got this kind of retro vibe, you know, it's it's only a one, two, five. It's nothing fancy. It's not very powerful, but it looks I don't know what that means, but that's so impressive. It looks like a badass retro old old school motorbike. Sick. With a leather seat and like shiny bits and circular mirrors and a big light at the front. And it's very nice. Very good. It's very and, and I, I'm imagining it, I'm picturing it 
outside yep. on the road, but I'm picturing just one one of the wheels, but still with like the engine and everything. Yeah, it needs to have some kind of handlebar there. and seat. Yeah. So it's got. A, I'm just trying to imagine basically a unicycle, but with then you know some handlebars that come up. It's a unicycle, but it's got a lot big m- engine. And fuel tank. Yeah, and it's also, like, gyroscopic, so it stays upright like a Segway. Yeah, you, s- you sit on the fuel tank, or, like, can, when you sit on a motorbike like mine, you kind of, you've got the- It's like riding a giant mechanic seahorse! <laughs> I think that's great! I really like this idea already! I want a giant mechanic seahorse! Would... Gimme one, gimme one, gimme one! Absolutely, and it's- um, it's manual and it's they start one two five cc and you can get them up to sixty miles an hour. Oh, if you just program a little bit of AI in there, you can give them actual seahorse behavior at all. And this is it, great. I love this. They are they are the most dangerous vehicle. <laughs> they really that are. You can ride on the road. We we only sell them like you have to sign a waiver. Not only releasing us of liability, but just like there's a tick box that's like. Yes, I do want to die. <laughs> I think that's fair. I think us kind of signing away any liability is probably safe with this kind of invention. Yeah. Because now that I'm imagining it kind of hurtling down the M25, I actually can't envision anything that's not like a hideous dynamic. <laughs> no, I didn't imagine someone getting too close to a lorry and trying to slam on the brakes with the gyroscope <laughs> and it not it's... working and then just big explosion. <laughs> To get all of the components in to the into the build that we need for it to be a functioning motorbike, it will be very tall. It will. It'll it'll take you miles off the floor. It will be very, very tall. <laughs> you won't be able to go under low bridges. No, not without decapitating yourself or knocking yourself clean unconscious, no. And you're you're gonna be so much higher up than any other driver. On the road, you can't make eye contact with anyone. You can't at all. I'm starting to see. Actually, though, imagine being a lorry driver though, and seeing you come up next to them with your little handlebars and your little I, helmet I wanna... and goggles, and being like, <laughs> "Hello." I want to. I want to draw this. Where's a pen? I'm, yeah. I'm someone actually. Out... Can you draw Chris and I riding into the sunset on these giant mechanic gyroscopic unicycle motorbikes? And speaking of segways. I'm going to segue into one of my suggestions. Do you, it. you can't, you can't make these kind You're of segues. You're so good up, at Chris. segues. You're so very good at segues. That's one of the reasons I wanted you on this show. Is I listened to the Hogcast and I just, you were so. It was like <laughs> so very whatever they're talking about. Whatever they're talking about, something he's asking a question. But damn, he's connected these two things so fluidly. I mean, it's almost always tenuous crap, but thank you very much for acknowledging the tenuous crap. Anyway, speaking of tenuous crap, uh, Pineapple on the Discord has suggested a stress ball that has an AI in it to provide emotional support when you squeeze it. Mm. This kind of reminds me of 90s toys. I used to have a Woody that, you know, you'd pull a string and it would make a noise. Uh, yeah, I used yeah. to have other little toys in the 90s. I still remember I got one from a Burger King meal. And it was a ghost that when you squeezed it, it would say, now you see me. And when you squeeze it again, it would go, now you don't. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I, I don't know, I kind of like the idea of the stress ball that's giving you emotional support, but also don't like the idea of squeezing something and going, 
It's alright. You know what, though? When you're stressed, when you're stressed like that, you don't want someone patronizing you and telling you it's all gonna be okay. It's okay. You know what you wanna- if you're squeezing something, like a little- a little, uh, doll thing. Right. And it's like eyes are squeezing out, you want it to- you want it to make pain noises. What? No, you- what? Do you, you? want to be you want to you I definitely Hang on would stop. enjoy Do you mean wait can I can I clarify Do you mean in a slight sexual way like a mm, kind of Well thing? okay or do now you mean like a ah like every cuz I don't want a stress ball that whenever I squeeze it it's going to go ah Okay like that's not that's not calming me down that's making me go like right I'm turning this anger on a small mammal ah! Well well, now you've added a dimension to it that we absolutely can't ignore. <laughs> well, you suggested it. You're the one no, who suggested I, pain noises. I'm the one who just picked you up on it. I was suggesting pain noises. Yeah. So when you squeeze it, it would be, just be like, ah, ow, ah, oh, why are you doing this? But now the I can't shake the idea of, of having a little stress ball that goes, oh, daddy, please, more. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, I like the but I like the idea of it being a bit more subtle, and so you give Squeeze it to someone me, who's Daddy. not expecting it, and so like you leave it on their desk, going, "I know you've been feeling a bit stressed lately. I just want you to use this." And when they squeeze it one time, it goes. Mm. Just something smaller and subtler, but then they they don't realise it happened. They're like, "What was that?" And then they squeeze it again. And it goes, "Oh, it just gets a little bit more." Then maybe later it goes, mm, "Daddy, choke me." Yes. Oh, squeeze me. Oh, that would be hilarious. Oh, what a great prank that I've, would be, though. So I've that's something I would like ball. with that. I would like that. You know what that reminds me of is the boppets. What? Yeah, but those are words of comfort. What is a word of comfort for you? <laughs> boppet. No, but like, oh, you know, every it. now I'm and feeling then so down in the dumps. What should I do? Flick no, it. You know well, what? I will. No, but do you remember, did you ever play an actual fucking boppet? Fuck yeah, bro. Did you play bro. a boppet? Yeah. So when you failed, when you messed up, it would be like, ah, oh, try again next time, you know? And then you try again immediately. Yeah, but I hated that voice and I didn't, I, I found his tone um, patronizing and unnecessary. That's because it's dangling the carrot in front of you, Chris, and he's going, oh, you can't complete this because you're yeah, an idiot. But I would, re I would react as a boppet veteran, <laughs> as a man... As a man who has completed Boppet Extreme. Right. There is an end. There is an end, is there? There is an end. Does it have a secret message? Are you like one of those no. kids on the playground? It's like, did you know if you complete Sonic the Hedgehog 50 times on hard, you get this? You're like that. If you finish no, Boppet Extreme, you get a secret message. It's actually bullshit. It only goes to 250 and then it stops. 250 cycles. It goes to 250 um, points or whatever. And then, it, uh, and then it's just like high score, the end. Oh, okay. It just ends. It, it like it's supposed to keep getting faster and faster and faster. I guess it doesn't have the memory for it, and it's just like, nope. You, you. I guess you're too good at Bop it now. I. Good job. You've completed Bop it. I mean, I've got no way of verifying the validity of this, but it does sound like a I child. I did it! I've done it! It's a weird flex, <laughs> that's all I'll say. I've done it! That's up there with my Beyblade tournament win. <laughs> yeah, you've got your Beyblade I've tournament. I've got my Beyblade, you've got your Bop It, and I think and that's- And I completed Bop It. I think that's okay. a great way of us moving on to our next suggestion. Robert on the Facebook group suggested, a device that translates what animals say into English but it only translates into swear words. 
<laughs> okay, I kind of like that because that to me is what I've always imagined birds are doing. Yes. Because we imagine it as a sweet idea and it's all birdsong, but I imagine them kind of just shouting expletives. So well, yeah, I, I mean, animals like are... Wait, do we, do we mean almost... it's purely swear words? I think maybe it's just always swear words. Okay. It's just... Because my... See, here's why I like this, right? Animals are inferior beings. Okay. We've talked about this. They're inferior to us. Okay. In many ways. And they don't have developed language centers like us good words people do. Not in the same way, no, but they can no, communicate they in have, a number of other ways. Exactly. They have rudimentary brain room for, like, a dog. They have dog communications, you know, they have dog language. And maybe, like, all of dog language, dog language adds okay. up. Like, all of the combined dog language is maybe, like, five words in English. Right. is like, takes up the same amount of Food, hard drive sleep, space. walk. Yeah. And maybe, instead of it being boring words like that, we could, it maybe it's like the five, your five favorite swear words. <laughs> okay. So, fuck, piss. Well, Dicks. Can, can we choose the swear words? Because I would love my yes. dog to shout something more complex rather than one of your four-letter Anglo-Saxon swear words. But I love them, though. That, see, okay, so what would you do? Anus tumor! I want things like that to be shouted. That's a really specific <laughs> okay, so your, expletive. So yours is a verbose pet. Yeah. They imagine that as it runs through the park. It's going to be funny for a day. Yeah, then it's okay, just let embarrassing. Me tell you this. Yeah. I'll tell you this now for free, my friend. That's going to be funny for a day. <laughs> and then it's going to wear real thin. <laughs> like, you, like You're not wrong. Everyone has that friend who says some words and phrases far too often. Yep, that is true. And then your dog's going to be that friend. Yep. But too late, you've already programmed it and you've like used the membranes in his brain and now it's like permanent i think i'd want my dog to shout british cuss words yeah because things like bastard sounds better than bastard and then things like oh yeah wanker we can customize the uh customize yeah sure. that'd be great yeah but i i feel like i feel like a dog that says piss is just is never gonna get old no, I'd also make mine be a bit like that one from South Park during the Tourette's episode, mm. where he just keeps going, Pierce! Well, I'd want my <laughs> dog to do that, because that would be hilarious if it was just like sitting there in the quiet. We're all sat in the living room by the fire, and suddenly the dog will just go, Pierce! Oh, Bono needs a walk. Oh, yeah, we need to take him out. It's about time. Oh. That would be great. I'd love that. Pierce! Oh, you didn't feed him yet, did you? Come on, go feed him. Piss! Do you know what? I don't know if I'll pour a lot of R&D money into this, but I'll buy whatever this is, because I want my dog <laughs> to shout expletives. Hey, maybe we just, like, maybe we patent it and then we give the patent away and we make it public domain like Elon Musk does with things. That sounds good. Let's just do that with we it. Just, we're just like, hey, here's an idea. Someone else make it. Yeah. Please. Best of both worlds. Because I'm, bu I'm busy watching anime, apparently, <laughs> fucking 2018. So I've got a suggestion from Pineapple on the Discord again. Sure. Uh, this one is an army of robot ants to clean your room slash house. Mm. I kind of like this idea, just because I like the idea, but 
You know, I have a slight fear that in a kind of classic movie scenario, the ants will turn against me and consume my flesh. But well, of course. I kind of like the idea of, you know, these ants that they live in. I have a big ant nest glass thing, you know, one of those, whatever they are, ant farm. Mm. That's it. Yes, an ant farm. And then I let the robotic ants out whenever stuff needs cleaning and they just do their thing. And if you tread on them, it doesn't matter because they're made of steel. It might hurt your foot, but they'll be all right. And they won't have the instinct in them to bite. Mm. I think this is great. But also they don't have the instinct to want to go looking for food. They just live in that house. And when cleaning needs doing, they go clean and then they go back. I like this idea. Yeah. I want robotic Yeah, we're talking ants. about ro- we're talking about micro robots. Robots. Who are going to maybe they're tied into your house. Maybe they're like all, you know, just riffing here. Maybe we connect them to your nest or whatever. They're like part of the house and maybe they you you can Siri can activate them or like Alexa can activate them and it's like I like the idea of commanding that, hey, you know, saying Google summon the ants. <laughs> Alexa, summon the horde. <laughs> So make the horde bring me a coke. I like that. Alexa, release the ants. <laughs> <laughs> I, I dropped my toast. Alexa. Yeah. I like the, or I like, yeah, I like the idea of shattering a plate and kind of, you know, seeing angrily clenching the fist. Like, Alexa, release the ants. And also, hey, maybe there's a tie in here. Maybe we don't have to pay for any of this because maybe Disney will pay for it. If we tie it in with the next Avengers movie and we make it like an Ant-Man thing and it's like, hey, everybody in your own home, you can be and you can be the Ant-Man. Well, he's everybody's favorite Avenger already. So, (laughs) hey, be the Ant-Man now. You're the Ant-Man. I mean, I'd rather DreamWorks took it over and did something with the film Ants regarding it or maybe even Pixar with A Bug's Life. (laughs) Have you watched Ants recently? No. Is it terrible? It has not aged well. Oh, dear. Okay, right. No. Well, then I take that back. Because I have. Oh, gosh, really? Yeah. It's like, it's got some solid ideas. It is ugly. Oh, it looks terrible. It is but I'll tell so you what, I actually ugly. don't like those movies like uh, A Nightmare Before Christmas or Coraline. Oh, no, I can't stand it. I don't like that animation. That jerky animation makes me so super uncomfortable to the point of like shivers and like oh no no no, no mm. don't want to watch thank you no i will actually i actively turn it off so i've never seen things like nightmare before christmas which is apparently a classic halloween and christmas movie it's okay it's nothing to write home about last thing I, I it's a bit bummed by the internet isn't it yeah a generation of emos made it is that what it is is it the animal? emos darn you emos i was one of you once but never with I just your culture love stripes i just love stripes so much Oh, Tim Burton, you like get me so oh, bad. Oh, he's so dark with his aesthetic. Oh. I'm like a, I'm like a goth, but I do still love. I want to have love. Oh God, do you remember Scene Kids? Like, Scene Kids. It was just people. I mean, mm. I there was a point where I thought like I listened to all the emo music, but I yeah. thought you know what? I'll try. I'll try dressing like a. No, actually, I don't. I don't like this. I I'm a member like of this. the Black Parade. Oh, and my God. favorite color is um, black and white stripes. It just kills me inside, Chris. Like, I really just, I hate my past self. Have you ever looked back to, like, 2009, 2007 posts? Oh, yeah, man. I used to dress like an idiot. Oh, I want to go back and throw myself. I dressed like a fool. I don't look good without facial hair. 
And it's hard mm. for living 22 years before you actually develop facial hair and knowing that you don't look good without facial hair. By the point, by that point, it's too late. You're like, oh, I looked really stupid all that time. Oh, well. Muffler pants. Muffler pants. Underpants that muffle the sound and smell of your farts. I mean, who doesn't need this? That's from Vimlo Pop in the Discord. However, maybe the smell, but I like the sound of farts sometimes. If it's a, a well-timed fart, can sometimes be the best of humour. <laughs> okay, so maybe there's like a... a maybe there's an off switch button. for muting the fart, yeah. <laughs> it's like a valve. <laughs> I kind of like that idea, although I think everyone should be made to wear them on, like, <laughs> say, an aeroplane. Where I'm trapped yes. next to the smell. No, of your absolutely, fart. absolutely. If Free everyone in pants, their seats could apply their fart trousers, get your fart Johns on, please. I like fart trousers. You've all been supplied with a complimentary pair of headphones that you don't need because it's 2018. Some peanuts, some pretzels, and of course, and the fart trousers. And the fart trousers, <laughs> yes. And some fart pants. Your captain is also wearing a pair of fart trousers, so please follow suit. In the event of an emergency, the fart trousers will inflate. Yes. Please secure your own fart trousers before securing someone else's. Here's the thing. They will provide more safety in an event of a water landing if you have spent the journey farting. Yes, it will provide armour against both the elements and also sharks. That's just extra padding. It will cushion your thighs in the oncoming blow. Yeah. I don't know how much... How much I can really get behind this idea. I, I like the idea of him being part nothing. of British Airways good. standard delivery. I don't know if I can get behind putting research and development money into it. I get- but I think British Airways and all other airlines should consider adopting this along with those tuberculosis socks. I think in practice... It's not tuberculosis, is it? <laughs> it's thrombosis. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Socks... <laughs> Yeah, you know, those socks that prevent tuberculosis. Yeah, yeah, no, those ones. Where yeah, were those sure. back in the day? Oh. I think I think in practice, at least the first prototype would be very uncomfortable because it'd be like having a having a waste oh, um, what a colostomy can, bag. Know? It yeah. It's something that you would have to then empty. Oh, right? What? It's co- no. <laughs> it's collecting well, it's collecting the fart air somehow yeah but i right? imagine that stuff being dissolved like with that it's silica just, gel in packages that you get just Chris. vanquishing it well, you, you can't just get rid of energy ed come on yes Where's you the can scientist in you? with with this you can you can't just get rid of matter you can't just will it into the negative zone i understand thermodynamics chris but like work with me here okay no i am working with you and that's the, the smell will get Changed by the power of Febreze into a lovely summer place. The compromise is it's got like a padding, a padded lining down the inside of the legs that slowly fills. And then next time you go, you're near an open window. Oh, you have to let out your fart (laughs) gas through a valve. That's disgusting. (laughs) Maybe there's little like. That's worse than just farting occasionally. (laughs) Having one toxic pipe coming out of your trousers that literally unleashes possibly days of fart. No, thanks. (laughs) Maybe there's like... I'd really hate this idea now. (laughs) 
Maybe there's like little canister systems no, in public bathrooms. Absolutely not. And you can like you can roll you can connect the hose to your trousers. No, stop this. Like you you pee, you wash your hands, you go to the dryer, you dry your hands, then you plug in the little tube to get rid of all your farts and it I don't like that because what you're implying by there's a canister system is that there's possibly a maximum pressure threshold of these trousers. <laughs> well, yes. Which means at some point it's gonna get to critical mass and someone will just be in like a service station on the motorway and just be in the toilet just be at a urinal will just fart too much and the whole place will go we'll just have a mushroom cloud of <laughs> fart gas and like explosion i'm imagining how and i don't know if i'm okay with being behind that sort of natural disaster i'm picturing in my mind how they store the scream energy in uh, Monsters Inc. You know they store it in those canisters. Well, I'm sort of imagining it a bit akin to that moment in The Simpsons where Bart shakes up Homer's beer and shouts "April Fool" and then gets yeah. interrupted midway by the explosion. <laughs> and he's like, you know, in the in Monsters Inc. when they when they let off a bit of the scream the scream gas, which I guess is similar to fart, right? It's still being excreted by children. That's not how farts it, work. Farts aren't exclusively children. No. No, <laughs> you've got me there. All, all, all people can fart. Yes. But you know when they let it off, uh, the canister, and it's they let off a bit, and it's like, ah, scream sounds, right? Yeah. Maybe when you loosen the, the valve on the, on the fart canister, it's like, piss! <laughs> <laughs> I've exhausted the fart joke now. Well, fair We've enough. exhausted the fart invention. We certainly Let's have. So I on. will move us on to another suggestion. I've got one from Blue Jay Theo, who I think in the Discord has suggested wibble wobble prosthetics. <laughs> so if you get knocked over, you bounce back yes, up. Yes, yes, like a Bobo doll. I love this. Yes, exactly like a Bobo doll, but that would sort of imply that we're amputating all the legs and giving them a, just a circular weighted base, There was a which I'm, a, I'm not necessarily down for that. There was a little conversation I witnessed in the Discord right after this that was like, that could just be your uh, shoes that you wear. And then Blue Jay Fio admits that he doesn't really know why amputation was a necessity in his original <laughs> that's a good point suggestion. yeah hang on why is it amputees it, do it doesn't we don't need to chop anyone's legs off to do this i think it's but yeah but give them a chance if you're gonna let anyone wobble about and bounce back up let it be people who are slightly more disadvantaged in that way i think that's fine i think that's a fair well, enough yeah, thing. okay so we give it to, we give it start with the prosthetics eventually we'll move it over to let's say the new heelys they are Basically, what we're talking about is very wide, very heavy shoes. Yeah, with a circular base. Yeah, with a perfectly kind of, it's like one side of a sphere, right? A semi-sphere, even. Yeah, a semi-sphere, if you will. <laughs> like, the like an upturned mushroom made out of... Is this not just like walking around with buckets on your feet? What's that stuff that... No, because buckets have flat bottoms, Ed. <laughs> yeah, okay, you got me there. What's that stuff that Wolverine's made out of? Adamantium. Adamantium. Okay, so we get the strongest metal. I'm annoyed about how quickly I answered that. Can you edit that so it sounds like a longer pause? Yeah, I'll put a long... I'll put a really long pause in. Yeah, so and it I'll, sounds like I considered it and that I'm not a total dork. And then, hey, do you, I could drop in if you say something now, like... Like, uh, um... I'm not a nerd, but... And then I'll I'll go back and I'll drop it in. Okay, I'll do a few now. Hmm. I'm giving this some thought, but I'm a keen racist. That'll, That'll fit, do, right? yep. Yeah, okay, uh -huh. cool. Yeah. Um, 
you make it out of strong metal. It's very heavy. <laughs> and you like somebody comes up to you in the street and is like, oh, bop you, bop you in the face. And, and he punches you. And you just like boing flip and you're back and he can punch you again. Wait, hang on. Well, can, well, can I just say that no, that's not how it works, even if you <laughs> had on, shoes that were doing wrong. this. Because we have semi-collapsible limbs, which are known as knees. And the second those knees go and your spine's gone a bit limp, even the most robust of bouncy bobo shoes aren't getting you back up. Mm, your knees okay, are up so, and you're bent out of the knees and your head's being dragged along the floor. Okay, so you know that, you know what they do with Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lamb, where they strap him into that, like... Straight jacket that shipping. Chair, yeah. They put him in the straight jacket, but then they also, like, strap him a onto wheel basically, him like, a handcart yeah, thing. Yeah, I get you, yeah. yeah. we need, like, a rigid structure that you the, the wearer of these shoes is now strapped into so that their legs and spine can't move. So what you're saying is this thing needs a required exoskeleton as well as bucket feet. Their arms and their heads... Are they are fr- fine? They can freely move, but the legs, spine, all of that area, rigid, is connected to like a a metal wire frame. You're strapped into a, a basically a kind of a holding. That's like cool. I like that idea. So you can't ever fall over. Yeah. Oh, you could be like human. Oh, what was that kind of game that you used to play back there? You know, table football. That's not like foosball. Do you ever play those back in the day where you tap the little characters? Oh, you mean all oh, the the snappy snappy boys? You know the snappy boys. Yes, that. Thing. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what they're called. I think they were called super strikers or something. That's it. See, you know these things. Do you want to put another thing in there so that you don't immediately? No, don't worry. Don't I'll I'll keep that one there. Yeah. Okay. Because that's a bit embarrassing for you. Is it? Okay. Well, maybe yeah, I'll have another one. Uh, I'm thinking about this one. Uh, I'm still a racist. Yeah, okay. Okay, that was fine. Yeah, I love this. I don't know how many people are going to want to get a leisure suit that they have to be strapped into and it drastically reduces their freedom of movement. It sounds like the kind of thing that I would do Mm. like Zorbing. Yeah, maybe we could turn it into like a day spa kind of thing. Like it's a one thing. It's a one day event. Like, would, it would have to be involved in some sort of competitive sport. It's an yeah, it's an experience. Hey, maybe we revive the Super Strikers IP, and it's like be a Super Striker for a day. I imagine it's great for stag do's and stuff. It's what yeah, it's wobbly, it's wobbly stag do football fun and wobbly allowed, stag do football fun. It's for boys and is for boys only. No girls allowed. Oh, sorry, sexist and. Yeah, I know. It's 2018. We're swinging back the other way. Ooh. And uh, and you're allowed to drink. It's for adults only, boys only, beer only. And lads only. Lads, Toxic masculinity only. Yes. And you get into these big, big, oversized, wobbly metal, dangerous metal, metal contraptions. Right. Your arms are free, so you can still, like, pound your Carlsberg. Sure. And, and then, like... One or two nominated people, maybe it's like the groomsman himself, is like puppeting it all from from above with big mechanical um, uh, arms that can then move you around. And and like they get the experience of being the super strikers. That does actually sound remarkably fun. Yeah. And very dangerous. Yeah. Incredibly dangerous. Very. I like in my mind, it's like 
I imagine big, broken arms up the wazoo. The big metal arms look a bit like like uh, digger claws. Oh, and God. they're coming out. They're coming out of the sides of the of the football pitch, and they're like bashing the strikers around. No, this sounds like a terrible idea. And making idea. them wobble and move. And maybe every every like hundredth time that happens, somebody loses a limb. Shit. Okay, I'm because sure because we are talking about big new, new, pneumatic pieces of metal. I'm sure there is a good practical, fun application for these wibble wobble prosthetic kind of shoe things, but I don't know if football super strikers might be the way forward. Because you're right, I see this as being a health and safety nightmare, Chris. I'm over it. You're over it. I'm over it. Oh, well, yeah. Shit. I guess we better move on then. Iman on Twitter uh, at Iman underscore Huss on Twitter says sponsored bees (laughs) and uh, I think he's elaborated a little bit here he said that this is a way of we we could find we could save the bees right because the bees are dying the bees are dying but if they were sponsored if there was you know we could get some corporate money behind them okay then um then maybe they won't die out because it's not just like weird poor hippie beekeepers who love them. It's like the Coca-Cola and the apples of the world. Well, can I just start by saying that I'm sure you're going to give quite an erudite description of how you think this is going to work. But can I just quote you word for word what Iman's tweet was? Yes. Sponsored bees was quite concise. I just liked that. But then it kind of descends slowly into madness because mm. it says... So they don't die out at Coca-Cola or at Apple's sponsor bees that in turn swarm specifically their respective logos. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah, see, there was a reason I didn't read that second part. Yeah, it's because it, I, I didn't understand because, what that bit meant. And it's because it's nonsense. Yeah, that's what I meant. So I didn't quite get, like, I didn't read this one out. Because I like the idea of sponsored bees, but wasn't sure what this had to do yeah, with the rest. I think- so they don't die out Coca-Cola or Apple sponsor bees that in turn swarm specifically their respective logos. I think that's just, I can't. I think our good friend here is suggesting that we could tr- somehow train the bees <laughs> to sh- swarm into the shapes. The respective but how would shapes that save of, of the bees? Brands. How would that stop them from dying? That would just, well, that probably kill would, more the, of them I, in the process. Well, no, because the, if they do that on command, then they're valuable. They're a good sponsor tool. People would, how? You know, that happens over Hyde Park. Everyone's going to be Instagramming it. Yeah, but then everyone's also going to be That's getting stung policy. by bees and killing no, bees. bees only. Nah, see, bees, you need to learn more about bees. God. Bees are not going to... We can make them docile. There are ways, okay? Stroke bees only the bee. sting you in under certain situations. Right. In certain scenarios, okay? So we just make sure that they're not in a stingy mood. Okay. How do you That's propose easy to doing do. that? It's all about whether they've, it's, uh, I'm no beekeeper, but I did <clears throat> recently attend a talk by a beekeeper. Is possibly the dullest sentence you've said to me <laughs> all week. And it has to do, it's got something to do with whether they are like on their way to or from the queen and whether they're carrying honey or not. Right. Basically, is whether they're, whether they're in a stingy mood or whether they're going to be completely docile and not touch you. Okay. Like they like you can there there's footage online of there's amazing footage online of like n- people with just bees all over them. There's this one Australian guy who just has them all over his face and hands, and he's just throwing them around, just like he just like 
whips his hand off and, and like a whole like like a hundred bees just fall off and like hit a wall and they don't care they ain't care because they're like they're like content little kittens right so wait what what caused them to be content little kittens well that's the part that i'm forgetting because i'm not a beekeeper well that's that's the important bit <laughs> well okay well we're researching okay fine we? we'll come back to we've that we've got people for that i want kitten bees those sound fun kitten bees okay then let's make giant kitten bees sponsored kitten bees let's make giant kitten bees and we genetically engineer them so that maybe we just spray paint them so that the apple logo is on the back of them I'm okay with that. Giant, fluffy kitten, kitten bees. Kitten-sized bees. Kitten-sized bees. That sounds great. Yeah, and then they're sponsored with... Okay, this is great. I like the idea of giant-sponsored kitten bees. Kitten-sized bees. Kitten-sized bees. Yeah, bees by Dre. And then we sell them <laughs> for a billion dollars to Apple. Apple bees. <laughs> <laughs> it literally exists. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, this episode has gone wrong. Oh, dear. I think a little bit, but I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I like these <laughs> ideas. Sponsored bees, that gets one from me. Iman is on fire with a lot of these suggestions, actually, I will say. Because sponsored bees has been pretty good. Mm -hmm. I've got another one here, which is a diary that uses machine learning to figure out what's going to happen in your day. Mm. So it writes in the morning so that you can read it before you leave the house and know what to expect. Now, this is the great idea for, like, goosebumps, isn't it? Oh, yeah, this would have fit real good into our Halloween episode. It would have. If only you'd come up with it a, a couple weeks sooner. Damn it, Iman. If only you'd written in your diary a couple of days earlier, and maybe the future would have been foretold to you. I think this. But I kind of like this idea. It does sound like I a mean, kind yeah, of horror and movie. It's very feasible. Idea. It's very feasible. We have the technology. It already exists. You can you can buy word recognition like AI software off the rack now. You know, and we can we just you plug that into someone's existing journal, and it reads it all, and then it poops out. Uh, what it expects what you to say day. and do. I think that yeah. would be amazing. I think what what I think an unintended side effect of this would be that it um, makes people very very sad and existentially very depressed because a lot of people do have very predictable lives, right. but they don't like being told that they have very predictable. But lives. is that not a good awakening thing for them, Chris? Because the people with boring, predictable lives tend to die after having a boring, predictable life. Yes. Because nobody told them they had a boring, predictable life. So if you finally go, oh, Christ, my life is really boring and tedious, then you'll probably have, that's probably a good awakening. So it's a kind of, so maybe it's it's kind of a litmus test, I guess, yeah. for whether you're living life to, you're being a, you know, you're doing the yes man, you know, seizing every opportunity, carpeing every diem, or whether you're just kind of letting, oh. letting the world bowl you over. And, and it, the ju the judgment is, what does it say in your diary when you wake up? If it says, today was like any other day, I went to the office and Janet was there. I hate Janet, but I still kind of am in love with her. But I, I'm too scared to say anything. Then that's going to be upsetting. Well, that's going to be deeply up and upsetting. And then it starts becoming more and more true. And then you wake up one day and it just says, I died today. And you just go, I'm not going to leave the house today. But wait, <laughs> that's what it wants me to do. 
And then you basically have this existential crisis where you think, well, it knows what I'm going to do and I'm predictable. So then you really have a meltdown and then you probably die. Mm. I'm not trusting this shit. I don't want that. Well, yeah, but obviously... But it's a great movie idea. Hey, but if you're a cool person like you and me... Yeah, sure. We're down with the kids. You're going to wake up in the morning and your diary is like, jumped out of a plane today. I'm a a rad uh, biker boy now and I have a cool motorbike. Um... Did some kickflips. Well, here's the thing, is my life is so dull and predictable that I think if I woke up and read this kind of clairvoyant diary entry, that it would just be me going, oh shit, I filled in the wrong day yesterday. Because mm. it would just be, woke up, sat at computer, edited, mm. went to bed. I think, uh, honestly, I think for most people, it would just be a kind of confusing mix of the two. Yeah. I know, like, I have two lives, basically. I have my day job, and then I have my kind of YouTube internet life. Yeah, but it's nothing exotic, is it? It's not suddenly I've rode a dragon into space with the power of friendship. Like, you don't you don't write that in your diary. My diary is going to get confused between my Bruce Wayne life and my Batman life, and it's going to be like... It was formative assessments today. I spent eight hours having a blunt with Rebecca Black in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see what you mean, where it's kind of 50-50% of down-to-earth radical. Half my real-life journal is, I was at Ravensbourne today and I did this, and it, you know, some of these students are cool and some of them are, are stupid. Sure. And then other other times my journal is like, yeah, I'm jetting off to fucking Orlando today. Somebody else is paying for me. I'm going to go to a five-star restaurant. So there will at some point be, I'm jetting off to the land of ravens. Yeah. Or something like that, <laughs> if it's mixing up all your words. On the planet of yeah. O2. Flying Delta to staff meeting. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like this idea now, because I like the... I, it's almost like a fortune cookie, isn't it? Or it's like a really crap horoscope, or maybe it's like a really creepily accurate horoscope. Chilled in the first class lounge today with my PG cert mentor talking about pedagogy. Went on holiday with my P45. <laughs> I like these ideas. I don't know. I, yeah. I still don't know if we've nailed our... Uh, no, we idea. haven't got it. It's not here yet. It's not here yet at all. Blue Jay Fio on the Discord suggested a pneumatic tube system connected to a fridge that delivers snacks to anywhere in the house. That sounds like a great idea, but my only really my only thing idea. that I want that's a part of that is it has to make that noise like... Thum, thum. Well, yeah, of course. It has you to. Know, thum, Whoa. Thum. Oh, it's gone. Thum, thum. Yeah. Yeah, man, you put the money in, yep. and it, it goes, and then it comes back out into the basement where it's secure, and it po- poops it out into a big pile, and somebody accounts for it. It's great. I like those. It's great. So I would kind of, Only- but imagine the speed that an apple would come firing out at you. It would shatter your palm. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't just. Those oh, systems fuck. don't just shoot them out. Shoot them out in any direction. Unless you wanted them to. <laughs> what, like one of those cricket ball or baseball mm. machines that fires it at high pressures? Yeah. I don't know. I kind of like the idea, but like, I, I I, like earning my snack. I like earning the fact that I got up and made it and then sat back down to eat my snack. I don't need a machine that sucks it out of my fridge and goes thump and fires it at me like a grenade launcher. All food is going to have to be cylindrical. Why? Oh, so to go in the well, no, it could be spherical. It could be spherical, yeah, but you know, most food is round in some cases. <laughs> okay, most food is round is a what bit a of a generalization, Ed. 
Wow, I'm going to have to backtrack here. <laughs> most food is not most round. Food. <laughs> most, most food can be fashioned round. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Sprouts, whole fruit, yeah. carrots uh, can be I, made round. I do like this, right? Because here's, here's my thing, right? <laughs> Bit of serious economics for you. Go on. Serious, legit economics. Everybody knows the easiest way to make money is to insert yourself in the middle of something. All right. You are the middleman, right? Okay. And you you don't you don't sell one thing, you facilitate an ongoing situation, right? right? right. So like Nespresso, they don't make their money selling machines, they make their money selling those little stupid capsules full of coffee. Right. Yeah. Fucking soda stream. They make their money selling the flavored waters and the and the fizzy canisters. Right. You know, you get someone on the hook for you know printers, printers, Canon, ink, inkjet printer. You don't make the money on the printer. You make the money once they're once they're suckling at your teat and they have to buy every fucking proprietary inkjet. Car well, then it becomes the price elasticity of demand, and you can push up the price because the demand is there. Yes, and you've come exactly. It. So we make this pneumatic fridge system. We make this pneumatic fridge system. We partner with, you know, Nest or Smeg, maybe. You know, the fridge guys. Yeah, sure. We just partner with a high-end fridge company or like Yamaha. They, they they do everything. Is there anything Yamaha can't do? No. Answer that. We, so we partner with Yamaha. <laughs> we partner with Yamaha in their fridge department. And we say, hey, we got the pneumatic fridge. We're going to do this. We're going to make you fucking billions of dollars. Okay? Because you sell the fridge. You sell the fridge at a loss. It's the best fridge anyone's ever seen. And that price? Damn. That price is incredible. We'll cover the install. We'll deliver it for you. Absolutely. One year warranty, one year technical support, customer support, all of that. But you now have to buy all of your groceries in little spherical containers <laughs> that only we provide. I don't like the idea of having to eat all food like an apple. Hey, look, and we give them a cool name. We give them a cool name, you know, like like capsule, food capsule, um, uh, food ball... Help me out. You're the names guy. So you want a... Sphero. A Sphero. Sphere food. Sphood. Sphere. Please help. I'm dying here. Uh, I kind of want to go for down the square meal route. So it's a round meal. Oh, round meal. Yeah. Round. Round meal. Whole meal. Whole meal. Sphere meal. Sphere... Sphix. Sphere. Sphero. Sphix. Get your Sphix. Get your Sphix. Yes. Nailed it. You did it. You did it once again. So you get the Sphix. Get your Sphix. You got it. Hey, and you, you got it. You got to go to the special aisle in Waitrose. Hang on, Chris. Did you know what? I think, hang on. This idea of just a little vacuum system that kind of thump, sends your sends your food from your fridge to your hand yeah. has actually become a revolutionizing method 
of spherizing food. Absolutely. Spaghettifying food was 2017. Spherizing food is 2018. We're turning everything into balls. Cheese, balls, cereal, balls, spinach, balls, balls. jam, balls, balls. peanut butter, balls, chocolate, balls. balls. It all comes in these balls. Honey balls. They're all proprietary, patented packaging that works in our pneumatic fridge only. And if you use a third-party one, it's probably going to jam. And in the unlikely event of a home invasion, it can be weaponized. Mm, yes. Just crank up that pressure and fire away. There's a whole nother market here for the casual user. Sphix Bazooka. Oh, mate, that would be epic. Sphix Bazooka. Being able to fire your hey. kind of spherized food straight out the window. Get your Sphix! Sphix isn't just for the home. Take us on your picnics. Honey, have you got the pork pies? <laughs> Annihilated. I like this idea. Overkill. Do you know, I actually, I didn't think this would have many legs, but actually I think what we're doing here is revolutionizing the world of food. I think, well, see, now I think you're getting caught up on your own marketing spin here. Damn it. We're not revolutionizing shit. Yeah, we are. We're literally, in, in, in the sense of the wording, we're making it round. Like a revolution. I think what we've done is make food worse and harder to get. But the point is that we're marketing it right. That's true. We are marketing it like it's the next big thing. Like you can't live without this. Well, you're right. Do you know a single friend who doesn't own a soda stream? No, you can't think of one because they don't exist because we all have one. You've got me there. we're going to be the new soda stream. I like this. In every household. Get your Sphix. Get your Sphix. Get your Sphix. Get your Sphix. <laughs> Get your Sphix. Too lazy to stand <laughs> up and go to the fridge. Get your Sphix. Alexa, I'd like um. Get the uh, Tell the ants to get me a Sphix. The ham sandwich. Uh, I want to make some pasta with pesto. Thum. <laughs> Sphix. And it's just there, and you crack it open like an egg, like one of those lucky lucky dip toy things out of a vending machine. Oh, what, like you a capsule one, like in Japan? Yeah, man, you crack it open like a capsule, like a Japanese capsule. Oh, so wait, it comes out like Go Sushi, but in little capsules. Absolutely. That's a great Absolutely. idea. That's what I've been picturing this whole time. Oh, see, I you thought you meant open. the act of spherizing food. Well, yeah, like, it could be a sphere in there, like, the, maybe the raw materials, or maybe, like, you know, prepackaged Well, I just, foods. now now I'm just imagining miniaturized food that's just inside a small Pokeball-style thing. Because you don't, let's think about this, right? Let's think about use cases. We're doing this pneumatic thing, we're, we're telling Siri to get it for us because we don't want to move. Which means we don't want it delivering raw materials. We want it delivering a fi- a final product. Oh God! So we didn't even think about the preparation process of this. Well, yeah, but that means right. How much fucking markup is there on a lunchable? You know, that's true. A lunchable is like one strip of very bad cheese <laughs> and some dr- and some very bad bland crackers and some salt and watery hatched chicken. Yeah, it costs like pennies to make and they sell them for like two pounds it's a good point we're gonna do that but they come in spheres they come in spheres and there's a whole shelf of them in your local supermarket 
every type of thing, vegan-friendly options, vegetarian options, ready meals. Get your fix. Maybe there's ones with little heat packs so that you crack them, you twist them first, it heats up, then you open it up, then the food is hot. Crack open a hot fix. Yes. Get your hot fix. Get your hot fix. We introduce that six months later when everyone's just about getting bored of it and is about to figure out that it's all bullshit. Yep. And then we're like, hot fix. Get your hot fix. Cover me in hot fix. Get a hot fix of these steaming balls. So are we sticking with fix? It's great. Then? Is that going to be our our invention for the week? I think it may be the most viable. I think it's very viable. I like. I don't have a problem with the technology. The technology exists. Pneumatic tubes. Fuck it. We can Dump. install those in people's homes. Fridge. Yamaha can do that for us. Yep, definitely Yamaha of all people. While they're at it, maybe they can make us all, make just like all the team members, core team members. Maybe Yamaha can make us like a prototype seahorse motorcycle as well. Oh, yes, please. Because they also have a motorbike division. Oh, yeah, they're a massive motorbike division. Yeah, because we get the tech, the technology's easy. We tie it in with smart homes, piece of piss. Yes. And the real, like, where the real R&D goes, it's... It's in the consumables that we sell. It's in the proprietary consumables that we develop. And it's in coming up with ever more amazing miniaturized snacks, little meals that come in balls. Like we get the people that we get those, the team from Yo Sushi. We get the team from Dara Lee. We poach the guys that developed the Lunchable. What are they doing now? What have they invented since the fucking Lunchable? I honestly can't tell you. Yeah, so we poach those guys because Dara Lee definitely aren't paying them as much as we could pay them <laughs> sure we lure them over with a nice like stocks package we get them on board we get them developing tiny little meals tiny little heat packs you know nice constructible food finger foods things that aren't going to make too much mess we come up with all these like gimmicky meals gimmicky ideas for food that comes in balls and we release like new ones every week and maybe you can subscribe to it ah You've got it. You have nailed this idea. Shit, maybe you subscribe to it and they send you like a multi- It's like Grey's and they send you like a multi-pack every fucking month and the guy comes in, they don't even need- You don't even need to answer the door anymore because of Amazon now. Every one of these innovations that I'm just riffing off the dome here is making us millions. Cha-ching. Do you hear that? I can hear it, Chris. Cha-ching. I hear it. That's the sound of money. Wow. That's the sound of cold, hard- fucking cash i hear it because whoa ooh, ooh, low fat weight watchers weight watchers approved collab meal prawn mayo sandwich under 100 calories sphix limited edition that costs us pennies to make my friend and we sell those fucking bad boys 12 pounds for a pack of three I mean, you've got this all sussed, Chris. Mm. I think we have to go ahead with it. Oh, God, yeah. The future of fridge delivery. Oh, my God. It's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. It's going to be worth the wait, people. 2029, you just wait. Mm. It's going to be in every home in the UK. The Yamaha Sphix. <laughs> the Yamaha Sphix. Get it from Curry's. I can see it now as well. You know, you've read, you've been on the tube lately, right? The new wave of advertising for all these delivery services, like Just Eat and Deliveroo and and Hungry House and shit. It's all about um, romanticizing being lazy. Right. It's like, oh, why cook? 
you know why try anything at all just you just pay us to do it you idiot why put in effort so we could we can take that to another level it's like hey put the fun back in being lazy be, you could be lazy with just eat but you could have real fun being lazy with Sphix. that sounds great have fun being lazy have fun being a waste of shit you fucking piece of jetsam you human jetsam. That is quite the slogan, though. You have nothing better to spend your money on, you privileged, middle-class, millennial idiot. You vacuous waste of human DNA. You vacuous commuter. <laughs> you can't think of anything more fun to waste your money on than spherical food. Have at it. Sphix. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, I'm sold. That was the advert I needed to see. That was it. You see that on the tube. You're like, wow, I feel so attacked and yet so aroused and hungry. Yeah, all at the same time. Mm. Choke me, daddy. <laughs> so that's it. We stick. Is, is that what's going to save us from the future? Is it going to be the Sphix? Absolutely. The man. Yamaha Sphix? Absolutely, man. We're partnering with Yamaha on this one. It's going to be a big collab. We're going to get all the food guys involved. We're going to get grazed involved. We're going to get... Weight Watchers involved. We're going to get like a Waitrose range. We're going to get a less that, uh, free from, you know, vegetarian options, vegan options. It's going to be for everyone. It's going to go uh, far. It's going to be so good. It's going to be gonna great. it's going to make us so much money. So much money. And it's going to save us from the future. It will, hopefully. Just us, though. From the unstoppable tide of the machines. Uh, this has been I Will Save You From The Future. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, to our ridiculous podcast. Um, we have a lot of fun making it. My name has been Christopher Bingham. My name has been Ed Templer. You can find us both online on Twitter and the various other socials. You can find me at Gamehog Games. Chris, where can people find you? Uh, at Hello I Am Bing on most platforms. A couple things to talk about before we go. We launched our Patreon Yay! this week. We have a new uh, Patreon page. We have a lovely new home on the web. You can find it at patreon.com forward slash I-W-S-Y. That's Patreon forward slash U-C. We've got a couple backers already. We've got a couple people who have become patrons. Um, we are very, very grateful uh, to them. Um, I'd like to shout out in particular Jack Mace. Um, he's a, a friend of the podcast and was the first person uh, to become a patron. Um, he's gone above and beyond in his support for the show. Thanks, Jack. It's really, really nice to see people coming out um, in support of the show. Uh, it really means a, a lot. Uh, I actually recently wrote a little blog post that I put on there. Uh, even if you're not a patron, you can see it and you can comment on it. Um, I wrote a little thing about the future of sex bots um, <laughs> and artificially enhanced sex robots. Um, so do go check that out. Um, Patreon.com forward slash UC. And if you enjoy it and you want to get involved in the community, access some extra stuff, uh, deleted scenes and things like that, um, you can support us for any amount of, of money you uh, feel like. Um, there was something else. Anchor? Oh yeah, uh, we had a couple things uh, go. <laughs> we had a couple things go wrong. Um, switching over our podcast feed, we're using a new service called Anchor.fm, which I'm I like very much, and the people who make it are very very lovely. But a couple things went wrong <laughs> this yeah, week slightly. Tem there were about twenty five minutes there the other night 
where the podcast was technically called Piss. <laughs> it was called Piss. The author was Piss. <laughs> what happened? Why Piss? The description was Come. Come? Yes, Piss by Piss. Come. That's amazing. A podcast available on Anchor.fm <laughs> just for like 20 minutes or so there. Because Why, I was, was that just what you set as a default? The form was breaking on me and I was trial and erroring. I was getting very frustrated. So I eventually deleted everything there just to, you know, start from nothing. And I just typed the first words that came to my head. Piss. Cum. Piss. Dicks. <laughs> I just put them in the form and then I clicked it expecting it to break again and it didn't break it did save it did actually in fact save that information so we were basically piss for 25 yes piss the the brand new podcast from um ed templer and christopher bingham piss um short-lived is now called i will save you from the future again you can uh find it at anchor.fm forward slash uc a couple people have had a hard time with their feeds i think if you would if you were one of those nerds who is subscribed to the RSS feed directly rather than going through iTunes uh, or another service, you may have to resubscribe. And I don't know why I'm telling you this because you won't hear it. <laughs> you won't hear it because your feed's not going to update. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. So if you guys ever do hear this, we were talking about you. <laughs> Tell your friends. If you have friends who who listen to UC and are like, they haven't uploaded in a while. It's weird. Like, they made like 16 episodes and then they just stopped. Can you please tell them to resubscribe? That'll be smashing. And I think that'll do it for us. I think it certainly will, Chris. So it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from me. And until next time, s s keep it spherical. Keep your, get your sphix. Get your get hot your sphix. Get a hot sphix on Shove me. Shove it up your hot sphix. <laughs> <laughs>